huge fucking nerd. That's right, I'm a huge fucking nerd. I like lots of books and computers, cause I am a huge fucking nerd. One of a kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, TUTTLE. TUTTLE in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the TUTTLE Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, TUTTLE. Everything's a goddamn debate. All right, guys, welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. Uh, Yes, it is the weekend, but it has not felt like the weekend. Uh, Yesterday, if you listen to yesterday's podcast, you heard me uh, tell you guys I had to take my mom to the hospital. So I took her to the hospital and come to find out it's something that she had already have had to dealt with while I was a young child. Back in 1985, my mom had a rare blood disease, and at the time, they did not know what it was, but it was TTP. Well, come to find out, all these years later, I'm glad that myself and her good friend Louise, her best friend Louise, told her to go to the hospital because, come to find out, she's got TTP again. And back in 1985, a lot of people asked me, hey, why are you a Gators fan? Why are you so gun-ho about Gainesville and the University of Florida? Well, hey, I'll tell you what. Because back in 1985, Shan's Hospital... Saved my mom's life. Back when I don't even remember any of that. But they saved my mom's life. And I was able to have a relationship with her as the older I got. So she went, we took her, I took her to New Smyrna Beach Hospital, Advent Health, right there in New Smyrna Beach. And I dropped her off. But like I said, I can't go in. They are so filled up. They're trying to keep people away from each other. They got people waiting outside. There was almost 15, maybe even 20 people ahead of my mom when she went in there. Now, I'm not I'm not trying to say that these people don't have any like serious health conditions, but a lot of these people are just probably people that, "Oh my god, I think I got corona. I need to go to the hospital and get tested." Yeah. Well, That's exactly what it was. So she finally gets in. Now, with COVID going on right now, they they would not let me anywhere near the emergency room. You you can only drop people off. By the way, I'm, I'm going to the store now because I'm having to cook tonight. Yeah, I'm trying to cook tonight. And I'll get to what is on the menu tonight for myself and my pops. But they would not let me into the hospital so I could drop her off. Now, oh, see, this truck's good. Oh, any of you guys dealt with an 
Ford F-150 where the rear end is skipping and hopping. It's not all the time. I don't know if you can hear it. Hold on. Yeah, no, it's it's not happening now. But what I'm trying to say is, yes, the back end is skipping like it is right now. Ford F-150. If you guys know any fix, email me, Tuttle at gmail.com, or you can send me a, a voicemail, 407-270-3044. But my mom got sent up to Shands, and she's very confident. She feels very, very upbeat, positive about everything that is going on right now. But she does not want us to come up there because it's it's a waste of gas and money if we cannot at least go in and see her. What good does it do for us to be waiting at, at a hotel room a couple of miles down the road from Chan's hospital? It, it does no good at all. So... She's trying to find out. But, yeah, COVID has backed everything up. And a lot of you people that do not want to take COVID serious, guess what, people? Yeah. Do you, do you see what it does to random people, random people that are having just random health problems? Do you realize that only 10 out of a million people yearly in the United States of America get TTP? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course you didn't. And now my mom cannot get the correct treatment. No, but now that she's at Chan's, she will get the treatment that she deserves. But what I'm trying to say is people don't think about the random stuff, people that are afraid to go to the hospital or the people that do go to the hospital. And guess what? They're not going to get the attention that they deserve because there are so many COVID patients in the hospital. Now, people, is it making sense to you now? Like, seriously. That should be an eye-opening statement that I just made. Yeah, a lot of people, 98, maybe even 99% survival rate. But what about all the people that are clogging up the hospitals because of COVID and now the people that have heart disease or TTP like my mom or cancer, they can't get in because you want to know why? Because we are so congested. Our medical system, our hospital system is just bogged down. All right. So, welcome back. Yeah, taking the garbage out right now. It has been actually a pretty good day at the Hobo Fish Camp, even with all the drama and everything that's been going on around here. Nobody has really messed with me. Uh, I have been busy today. Uh, my mom is up in the hospital up at Shands in Gainesville, one of the best hospitals by far. Like, if you tell me, like, I got a disease that they don't know what's going on, yeah, send me to Shands. Shands Hospital at the University of Florida is one of the best hospitals in the whole entire state. They've already figured out what was wrong with my mom. They're working on her now. So... I've kind of had to step up my game when it comes to taking care of things around here. And now I'm taking out the garbage right now. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast, let me see. I got I to gotta be care. I got to be quiet. I got to be quiet. Got to see if there are any raccoons in this. Hold on. See, I always kick the dumpster. 
to make sure there are no raccoons in here because I've rolled up on this just thinking things are all fine and dandy. And no, they're they're not. Had a couple of whole family of raccoons jump out and try to attack me one time. And not cool because raccoons will mess up your whole entire day. So I got rid of that garbage. Uh, so now I'm getting ready. Uh, the Florida Gators are about to wrap up the end of their regular season. They're playing LSU tonight. And it, it's kind of a scary game for me. I, I don't like using the buzzword trap game, but it, 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 it kind of is a trap game because we're already in the SEC championship. Then now we have to play LSU before we go in to play Alabama. And, and I could see us. I could see us easily looking over the LSU Tigers. Yeah, it's at, it's at the Swamp. And, you know, home field advantage is not as important as it used to be when it comes to college football, especially in a year of a pandemic, because the stadium's not filled up all the way. It's the way, oh, a lot of birds out here today. A lot of these nighthawks, blue herons are out here. Great blue herons are out here. They are just waiting on the wall. Not a lot of wind today, so oh, they're already flying off. Ah, where you going? Ah, go, go, go! Oh, that bird, like he doesn't even care. All right, so, but what what I'm trying to say is that yes, the water is very, very glassy. Um, I'm having to step up my game. I'm having to just take a little bit more responsibility with things. Uh, uh, Emily's not here. Wonder where she's at. Yeah, the park the park is looking very bare. This is the emptiest that I have ever seen Riverwood Park in my life. I'm telling you, man, it is it is really, really sad uh on how empty this place is because I I mean, just as little as a year ago, two years ago, this place was completely filled up around this time it is always filled up around this time when it comes to people being here be the park being filled up oh man that's that's a badass christmas tree i gotta tell you i have to come back and take a picture of that later man they did a great job on that uh check out my uh social media i'm gonna post a picture of this tree uh facebook.com slash tuttle twitter.com slash tuttle or instagram.com Slash Tuttle. DJ Nerd. I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality. Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And Hot Talk Satirizer. You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Have you considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. 
Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising. All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, me and my dad, we are currently watching the Florida Gators versus LSU football game. Florida is behind 34-31. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Kadarius, Kadarius, Kadarius. Is, oh, yeah. I mean, right now, guys, if you're not watching this Florida Gators football game right now, it is foggy. As F. Dad. So, it's getting pretty bad up there. And a lot of people don't realize this. It gets foggy up in that Ocala area, doesn't it? It does. Because of Payne's Prairie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we are watching it right now. Trask stepping back. He got it. Got a receiver. Come on, Kadarius. Kadarius again. Oh, Kadarius. Yeah, the Gators are kind of scaring me on this. A little bit lower to the ground. He Getting out of some of the Yeah, so uh, this is not the only fog game of the day. We were watching the Navy-Army game, Army-Navy game, and it was 3 nothing going into the fourth quarter because the fog was so bad. Now the fog has set in here at the Swamp, and oh, he got it. Holy crap. What the hell? All right. I mean, what'd you think? Hell of a throw. So, Kyle Trask, maybe not the greatest first half, but he just threw a dart. I don't know who number 15 was. I know that used to be Tim Tebow. So, what are we? We're uh, first and goal right now. Let's see if we can get this. Come on, guys. Let's go. Get it. Get it. Get it. Come on. He threw that out. Oh, man the hell's going on here i would have at least tried to run it on that first play first and goal i mean right now the score is 34 31 lsu we only need a field goal to be able to tie it up right now but i would feel so much better i mean kyle trash 26 for 44 432 yards two tds Two interceptions. Yeah, that, that's not a great, great stat. So, plus a fumble, right? Right. All right, so, all right, let's 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 see what we're doing here. Come on. All right, so now it is third and goal. Uh, Let's see what they're going to do here. McPherson, they're getting the field goal kicker ready. But I don't want it to be 34-34. I, I want to go ahead here. I want it to be 38 34. Let's throw a dart here. Come on, Trask. Let's do this. Here we go. Very foggy right now. Let's see if you can even see what's going on. He got he got blitz. Let's go. Let's go. Nope. Nope. We're gonna have to go for the field goal. Alright, we are all tied up. Is it 34-34 right now? That's what it is. Yeah, 34-34. We are going up against LSU, a game that we were favored by almost three touchdowns. Now, a lot of you guys are like, oh, you had a hard time with LSU. I Listen, I agree. We should have blown LSU out. Now, what I'm trying to say, even if we barely win today and then somehow beat Alabama next week, 
we are going to the CFP playoffs. We're going to be in the top four no matter what happens. If we win out, if we win, and then uh, tonight against LSU, and then we beat Alabama, we will be in the final four for the first time in school history. And then we might be able to get our next national championship since 2008. It's going to be a long shot, people. I know that it is. But we are tied 34-34 in the swamp right now. Lots of fog going on. Dad, how are you feeling about this game? A little nervous. See what they do. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely nervous. Without a doubt. I am so nervous about this game because, you know, a lot of people think, oh, Florida, Georgia, Florida, Florida State. But Florida LSU is a rivalry game, in my opinion. Being a rivalry week, I like that. I know, it, it, it definitely is. So, all right, let's see how this goes. Be back in a few seconds. All right, so Florida lost. God, what a bad game. I knew this LSU-Florida game was going to be a trap game. I just felt it the entire goddamn game. And we end up losing this. You know, we got one of the greatest Florida Gators quarterbacks ever on our team right now in Kyle Trask. And now we have lost two games. We are now out of contention for the national championship. I mean, the best that we can do now is win the SEC. Dad, I want to hear your thoughts. I mean, this happens to us every single year. No, no, it, I mean, listen, do you remember when LSU was like going for the national championship and Florida stopped them? I think they had first and goal from the two-yard line, and Florida stopped them like four plays in a row to win the game. Yeah, I do. Still crying over it. I mean, god damn. 37-34, people. How does Florida trip up like this right now? I mean, Mullen. Dan Mullen has been, every single year, improving on the previous year, but now this this is a step backwards when it comes to the Florida Gator, University of Florida football team program. This is a major step back, and it's going to hurt us when it comes to recruiting. It's going to hurt us overall when it's all said and done, losing this game against Louisiana State University. We... God damn it, we should have won this game, but we didn't. So, oh well, another disappointing season for the University of Florida Gators football team. Yes, the Gators lost. They lost. Yes, they lost. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be like most other manly men all those frat boys or whatever it may be. I'm not going to be upset. You know, one of the greatest things about Florida Gators football is win or lose, it is something that me and my pops, Wayne Fowler, 
we share every single weekend. And yeah, it sucks. Yes, we want to see the Gators win, but just watching the game with my dad, as the years pass on, and they go on and on and on, I I appreciate, I appreciate every single game that I get to watch with my dad. So, yeah, it sucks. We lost today. The Gators lost. Yes, my mom is in the hospital right now. Yes, we would love to see her, but we can't. But just getting to spend the last, I know, like, you got 30 and 30, 60 minutes, 15, 15, 15, 15, when it comes to a football game. But spending that hour, hour and a half, two hours with my dad, that is why I watch football. A lot of people, why do you do that? Want me to be honest? My dad is the manliest of manly men. And I, I grew up a nerd. I was a mama's boy. I was the geek. But I got into football. Miami Dolphins. We started watching Miami Dolphins football. Then the Atlanta Braves. We started watching the Atlanta Braves back in the 90s when... They were going to all the NLCS in World Series. We watched the Atlanta Braves. But yes, sports. Sports is generational. You know, I I talked to Ashley Cheney yesterday. She has a food podcast. But yes, you can remember. There's so many things. I remember. Yes, I, I will tell you this. My senior year, we had a half day during the week. Once a month, we would get off early on a Wednesday. I came home, and we had, I think, Prime Star at the time. That was the satellite dish network we were using. And there, there was only two channels. If you wanted to watch baseball during the day, you either had to watch the Braves on TBS or the Chicago Cubs on WGN. And one of the things that that me and my mom, not even my dad, because my dad was my coach all through Little League, uh, American Legion, B Team, Senior League. Yes, my dad was there for me. But, one of the greatest baseball memories of my life was with my mom. I came home early, and it was the Chicago Cubs versus the Houston Astros. You got to remember, the Astros, I think they had Moises Alou, Craig Biggio, and Jeff Bagwell. And the first four batters. But, did Carrie Wood? Did Carrie Wood get like intimidated at all? No, Carrie Wood came and probably pitched one of the most dominating baseball games of all time. And Carrie Wood, the guy got over twenty strikeouts. Sat there, me and my mom watched every 
single inning. And it was one of the greatest pitching displays that I have ever seen in my life. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. All right, welcome back to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Got a very special guest. Uh, I've been trying to research, but I got to tell you, my next guest is a little mysterious. Not a lot of info about him, but I got to tell you, he does some really kick-ass artwork. Uh, On the line with me right now is Hermes Oslander. I think I I tried to get that right. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. I appreciate you having me on. So where are you where are you calling from right now? Uh, so I'm East Coast right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, Virginia East Coast. Oh, see, I I talked to another person from Virginia. Uh, whereabouts in Virginia? Uh, we'll leave it a little mysterious as well. We can't give away too much. Uh, it'll blow my cover for for mystery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, what I wanted to talk to you about, man, I I've been checking out your art, and you know, like maybe. See, uh, maybe I'm not as like what you would call that art art connoisseur, but I like your stuff. I may not know a lot about art, but I really, really dig it. Tell people how they can find your art and where they can check out your podcast. Okay, well, uh, my art, let's start there, I guess. You can find me. It's it's pretty easy. You type in a unique name like mine, and I'm always the first one that comes up in any of the results. But I do I do have a gallery over on ArtPal that I like to throw. It's sort of a centralized area. It has a lot of links to it as well. Obviously, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Hermes Oslander. It's it's where you find all of that stuff. And I appreciate you saying that uh, you dig it. I put a lot of work into a lot of it, so appreciate that. I like it because you know, like, all right. See, I do think that. Sometimes artists try to make too much of a political statement where it's like, but you blend and walk that tightrope where you don't seem pretentious, like, oh, if you don't believe how I think politically, then, you know, you just don't get my art. But like I the one um, where the hundred dollar bills for the Twin Towers on fire. I actually like that one. That 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 was a, a good statement, in my opinion. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I like that you, that you, uh, mentioned that as, as, um, as a piece, because I was, I meant, you know, I, I mold that one over for a while, you know, it was, it was definitely one of those where well, it's I a have... sensitive topic though. I mean, of you, 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 I mean, you got to be careful about that because you're, you're taking a big chance of pissing people off, but you know what, that's art. Art is supposed to, you know, evoke emotions one way or the other. Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. That's uh, uh, while we're while we're on the subject, that's kind of what the podcast is also about. We uh, we sort of 
like you said, walk that uh, tightrope on on um, subject matter. We love we love to we love to push the buttons a little bit because you know that's where that's where a lot of solutions, in my opinion, my experience come from. Is you sort of have to go into those uncomfortable territories and explore them a little bit. It's it's not always comfortable. It's not always great, but that's where a lot of the great conversations is. So the the Scuttlebutt podcast is the one I host. We uh, my buddies and myself, a lot of us are active duty. And so we can't always say what we want to say about those sensitive topics. Yeah, yet. because, uh, you know, a lot of people feel like, oh, if you're in the military or whatever, that you you have absolute freedom of speech. Not really. When, <laughs> when, when you sign up for that that thing, you know, you, you really can't speak out uh, too much. I mean, yeah, you can, but you're still serving the country. And, you know, like, for example, if you don't like our serving president right now as a military guy, I don't think you can come out and say, you know, like, fuck him or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where it all stems from is, you know, maybe there are a few of us, you know, the military is a very big, um, is a big community and we have differing opinions. So I think being able to have that space to share those differing opinions and converse over it is, uh, is really important. So. I agree a hundred percent. Now, let me ask you though, and you know, I don't want to go into detail of what branch or whatever, but what I want to want to find out is, um, do you get any inspiration from, from your military time to, to, you know, do writings and drawings and stuff like that? Or, or do you, do you try to keep that life separated? Oh, absolutely. It, uh, it's, it's hard not to, I, I pull inspiration from any, anywhere and everywhere. I, I can't help it. So Absolutely. There's some inspiration there specifically on the more political side of things. Um, mm. uh, with the recent uh, election, I had a couple of pieces that I that I produced. Prior oh, to yeah. That. The American Gothic one, I, I actually really dug too, um, yeah. with Joe Biden and uh, uh, Kamala Harris. Now, can, can I ask you, like, because uh, your drawings are really, really good. I, I like how you layer and, and mix because. I was uh, what I like is how you do a lot of your drawing on art or your art. Now that's on a computer, correct? Sure. That that you're doing most of your artwork. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the stuff I do now is uh, digital. Um, that that I share at least digital, right? So if we're all we're all on our phones. We're all online a lot of the time. So a lot of the art is reflected that way. But uh, I also do quite a bit of physical. I would say physical, quote unquote, <laughs> artwork. Yeah, well. no, I get, I get, I get what you're saying now. Let me let me ask you this though. Is there like do some artists look down on because I, I'm not in the art world, but like is there like a, a split between the digital people and the physical people? Like do, <laughs> do the physical people like look down on you techies doing oh. your drawings and stuff online? Or <laughs> or is it like art is art? I, I'm I'm in the boat of art is art. And it's funny enough when I was you know, growing up more on the traditional classical side of the of the art world, so to say, uh, I, I definitely had the same opinion of, yeah, it's it's art, but it's almost like cheating. It's its, its own little thing. You know, you can do this, you can do that. You can erase, for example, uh, in a mistake that you couldn't really erase. Or you'd have to do an entire process normally if you're doing like an oil canvas or something. So in that respect, I I had a misconception. So I definitely see that that's probably an opinion some people do hold. However art is art you know i don't care if it's toothpicks and and you know glue paper clips i don't care what it is you figure it out and you know uh you know you make something beautiful that's art to me i but so. but 
but it also has to be a little bit different because you, you got to realize um, what you're working with when you're working on a computer. Uh, it all comes down to the programmer, the person that made that, because my orange might be a different orange than you're used to working with, like, <laughs> or the way that colors mix. Like, are they pretty accurate when it comes to these programs where, like, if you put two colors together, you you know you're gonna get this certain color or or do you have to get used to different programs? Oh, absolutely. You have to get used to different programs first and foremost. And it's funny you you mentioned color because myself I'm color deficient or as most people would say color blind. So my mm-hmm. colors, you know, what I see compared to what somebody else is seeing is always different. And I always have comments on that as like, why'd you use this you know color combination or why did you use that? And I'm like, well, that's how it looked to me when I was looking at it. So you know, it's, <laughs> I didn't notice that it was off, but you know, maybe that's part of the unique, um, I don't know, spin that I give to it. But as far as programs go, yes, it, some of them can be very accurate and that's great, but it is its own beast. Every, every pen, every pencil, every paintbrush is different, um, whether it's in the physical or it's digital. So digital just has its own, you know, its own characteristics you have to learn for sure. It is a, it is a learning curve that took me a little while, but you know, now I I know this is gonna this is gonna sound like a big stoner thought though, but like <laughs> how how is you know like how do I know that what I see as red is the same way you see red though? I mean, have you ever thought about that though? Oh, it's like yeah. you know like you were talking about being colorblind or or not being able to see certain colors, but it is kind of true. Maybe the way I see greens, like I'm I'm looking at the sun, uh, the sun is setting right now. And and I'm looking at the mixtures of colors. Are are people seeing the same thing that I'm seeing, or <laughs> or is it different? You know, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that just makes me sound crazy. No, that's no. <laughs> of course, of course, I've thought about this heavily, and it's that you know that old philosophical debate of you know what is your reality, and and you know how do you how do you know what is real at the end of the day, and you know, <laughs> oh, we could we could go forever, and and. I don't even know. I think I might have lost you there. Did I? It, it is about your own reality when it comes to certain different things, you know, like music. You know, I might hear something differently than somebody else does. You know, um, it, it's it's really, really weird because like when you're listening to music and you're listening to a song and you got earpods in or headphones and and some people are drawn to the lead guitar. Some people are drawn to the vocals. And then, like, there'll be that random weird dude that's like attracted to the bass, uh, bass line that you hear. You know, it's it's really, really weird. Yeah, I, and it, it comes it comes down to that perspective, right? And and with art in general, right? It's it's uh, it's whatever your background, whatever your foundation was going into it, and all of a sudden, you know, you have this new piece in front of you, this new inspiration, and you're you're gonna interpret it, you're gonna absorb it, and interpret it, and put put your own spin on it at the end of the day regurgitate it back to the world and you know that's 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 the point i guess in my in my eyes of art so music movies all of that yeah it's it's a subjective reality and that's what's awesome about it you know we, we all get to we all get to make our own little realities and that's that's awesome that we can do that whether it's real or not you know, I a lot of people ask these artists and stuff like what what's your favorite song or what What's your favorite painting or piece of artwork you've done before? And everybody's like, oh, it's like 
trying to pick one of my kids, one of my favorite kids or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, when it all comes down to it, what is the one piece of art that you've done that if people said, uh, Hermes, I need you to give me the best representation, the thing that you are the most proud of, what would it be? The next piece for sure. <laughs> oh, the next piece. Oh, it's that's, that's, next. that's, that's a very artistic, you know what? You got it nailed because whenever you, whenever you make it big and humongous, that's, you know, you're going to get those questions. Like I was, I was trying to give you a, I gotcha question, but you, you just basically <laughs> threw it. You faced me. You completely faced me. I was like, can I see what he, oh, the next piece. Oh, yeah. I got you. It's always the next piece. You're never satisfied with your work, at least as an artist myself. You're never satisfied with what you did yesterday and you just sort of abandon and agree to quit what you were doing yesterday because it's never finished. It's never over. And I know that sounds probably cliched, but it's very true. No, never, no, no. Now, let finished. me ask you, what, what's your opinion? What, what are like up and coming artists or just artists uh, in general? What is your opinion on a guy like Banksy? Like Banksy, do you, do you think he's relying too much on on gimmick than than the art itself, or or what what's your opinion? Because I I've read a lot of people that have kind of said that. Like the last thing that I saw, there was this piece of Banksy artwork that was uh, up for auction, and after it got after it got auctioned, the thing got shredded. And yeah. and uh, did you ever see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, his latest stunt or one of the latest stunts. I, so I would say, first and foremost, I am not an art buff. I, I'm an yeah. artist, but I'm not a buff. So <laughs> when, when anybody gives me, you know, what do you think about this artist or that artist? I always have a problem saying, well, I, the biggest opinion I have is that I don't have one. Now, Banksy, obviously, it's sort of inevitable. You can't really get away from it. He's everywhere type. Of, he's one of yeah. the more notorious ones. So in terms of his, in terms of his notoriety and, you know, his, his stunts. Does anybody know who he really is, though? I mean, officially, no, <laughs> no, no, I mean, I'm sure that there's someone out there just like there's someone out there that knows me. However, you know, it's um, I, I, I kind of respect that in, in a lot of ways in, in that I've always tried to distance myself from, you know, my personal and my artistic yeah. side a lot of the times because people have those those misconce uh, misconceptions about you. You know, you whatever their picture of you that they have in their mind that is you. You do a piece, you know, you do a canvas or you write something and it contradicts their idea of you. It has that, you know, it has that uh, bias in it. And a lot of times, like with Banksy, for example, it's it's is the artist. Is it is the art bigger than the artist or is the artist bigger than the art? And I, I hate the I would hate the idea that my that the artist, my work or something would be secondary to, you know, the public image of myself. Oh, OK, Banksy. I got so, you. So in, in terms of that, in terms of Banksy's gimmicks, I think that's um, it's respectable, but it's also a shame, you know, it, hopefully, hopefully he's doing okay with it. And, you know, whether it's one person or, you know, yeah, 10 artists, like, like we talked about. <laughs> if nobody knows who you are, how do you make money off of it, though? I, I've always been trying to figure that out. Well, <laughs> luckily, we live in a, a day and age that uh, art, has really come back to the artist. It's not so much you have to have a gallery show and sell at the gallery mm -hmm. show in order to make money. Um, so luckily, because of that, we can, if you wanted a piece of art, you know, you email me, you message me on Instagram or wherever else, and you say, look, I really like what you're doing. You know, how, how can I get a piece of what you're doing? 
that's that's a that's the easiest thing you know that we're all salesmen i guess so that's the easiest yeah. part about living in the digital age now is um that's how you make money so my my image whether it's me it's just like fancy there's this uh i don't know if you've heard it there's the conspiracy or whatever that he's this person or that person or he's 10 people right he's mm. not any single artist uh that that means that there's just a 10 avenues or 20 avenues for people to eventually connect with someone who provides a quote-unquote banksy for them so um yeah. and at the end of the day money wise nobody's getting rich while you're alive as an artist <laughs> that's uh, now that's, let me ask that's you fact. though but okay so I mean, everybody gets into like the entertainment type field. Yes, we want to do it because we want to be creative, but we do it because we're like, oh, yes, the women. We might meet some women. <laughs> we might meet some chicks. Like, I mean, are there some art groupies out there like just that love artists? <laughs> Most of them, in my experience, have been male. So I, I, I don't know if there's a lot of female groupies out there that I've met yet, but a lot of times, yeah, they're, they are they do exist. I'm, I'm sure they're out there somewhere. <laughs> See, because I, I, I mean, if I was like, when you think of artists like up in New York, that's making something like I picture him being with like a supermodel or something like, you know, like, oh, this is a power couple, like the, the most like groundbreaking artists of all time with like the up and coming like swimsuit model. Yeah, I could easily see that. I, I'm sure it's um, uh, it's it's sort of like I guess the 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 group or the crowd you run with. Uh, whether everybody's an artist at some point, or everybody's a critic at some point, or everybody's an actor or actress, whatever, and you just sort of are in that community. You're mingling with the same people. I feel like um, I I do I do I find that uh, very like that that stereotype I guess or that picture you've painted mm. uh, quite humorous. It it brings me back to uh, American Psycho, where you know he's it's like the oh great movie you know, yeah the 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 groupies around him, right? And he's trying to be politically conscious and his newest girlfriend or whatever it was is an, a model. And then the newest, you know, group that they're sitting in, socialites, uh, is an artist. And it's got that crazy hair. He's got that goth look. And they're like, yeah, he's, uh, he's, I don't know, he's, he's doing his latest piece in the, you know, in MOA or whatever. And it always makes me laugh. I, one of my favorites all time. It always brings me back when somebody paints a picture like that of the supermodel or whatever on the artist's arm. Uh -huh dude um but yeah i mean the going back to that though it's like can banksy like you said it could be 10 people but like banksy can be be ever like meet a chick and be like hey guess what i'm i'm banksy because <laughs> nobody nobody's gonna believe him and be like yeah right well whatever right. but i'm sure that there's a lot of guys that have used the the banksy thing that are in the art world because i mean how's anybody gonna prove the guy right or wrong like you can go around and be like yeah i'm banksy yeah you you see that yeah. And, and, and that's, I think, um, <laughs> that's the point of being anonymous is, you know, that's not, that's not what drives him. It, it, again, I'm assuming I have no idea myself. I'm just speaking, I guess, more of myself is that's, that kind of, that's, that's where the drive come from, comes from. It's not for the groupies. It's not for the notoriety. It's, it's for the simple fact of you can't really do anything else and separating those things, the personal from the artistic or personal and professional. Uh, is is respectable in a, in a lot of ways. Well, Hermes, I, I had a really, really uh, great time talking to you. Uh, once again, let people know where they can find and check out your podcast as well as if they want to uh, check out some of your art and maybe buy something. Well, thanks. Um, so Hermes Oslander on all the social media and, uh, and Scuttlebutt Podcast. We're on all major platforms. Yeah, we'd love it when you guys reach out to us. I, I loved... Uh, 
seen the message from you. So I really appreciate you having me on the show. This was, I very rarely get to talk about my art to anybody else. I'm mostly uh, no, I mean, in my own mind. I, I mean, listen, I don't want you to think like I'm some art connoisseur. I'm, I'm really not. I, uh, I uh, know what I like. If I if I see something that's eye catching, like I can say that I like it. You know, that's that's why I've never liked these um, critics or or art critics that want to review stuff because what you might think is is not good, I may think is amazing. You know, like and, and that's why I never listen to movie reviews as well either. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's always that review or the the best picture winner, and you're just like, what? <laughs> how, hey, yeah, how, yeah, what's going on there? <laughs> well, I mean, it's just weird. Like, I can put out a YouTube video, and it could be the best YouTube video of all time, and there's always going to be one asshole that's going to give it a thumbs down, no matter what. It could be nope. the most entertaining video of all time, greatest video of all time. At least one dickhead is going to give it a <laughs> thumbs down, no matter what. I let the haters hate. I, I feed off of it. Just oh, I do too, man. Uh, trust me. If you <laughs> if you saw some of the haters and trolls that I've had to deal with through my radio career, it would it would you would it would drive you to an insane asylum, <laughs> which it did with me. It did. It really sent me to a mental institution, and and I had to get out of it. But I I'm good to go now, my friend. So yes, I'm always going to be around. If you ever need anything, feel free to reach out. Uh, I really dig your stuff. And if there's anything I, you ever need from me or anything I can help with, feel free to reach out. I appreciate it. Likewise, I, I, I had a great time. Thanks, thanks again for having me on. All right, Hermes. Have a wonderful uh, rest of your weekend. You as well. Thanks. All right, thanks. bye. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by stitchyouup.com, pocketpairclub.com, Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash title on the radio. Comments? concerns or do you just want to let tuttle know he's being a dickhead tuttle at gmail.com that's tuttle with two d's at gmail.com to follow all of tuttle's social media go to tuttle.net thanks again for all your support and we'll see you tomorrow on the tuttle daily podcast hey yo terry what's going on